When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. For you Auburn fans, welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with Jared Davis. It's Auburn's bowl game. It's not the one that we hope for, but it's the one that we got, the Birmingham Bowl. Jared, this is the week... Uh, we have been waiting for it. No, I'm just kidding. We're not, we haven't been waiting for this. Uh, I wish we had been waiting for this, but we did get the Birmingham ball. We're playing Houston. Who's 11 and two. Um, we did do get to plan a new stadium. Uh, that's brand new. Uh, so that's where UAB has been playing. Pretty excited to see, uh, kind of what the fans experiences, uh, inside this new stadium, but, uh, Jared, how are you doing? And, uh, how are you uh, kind of feeling about this Birmingham game uh, coming up? Uh, doing all right, man. Doing all right. If y'all hear me coughing, I, I got do got a little bit of a head cold going on. But uh, other than that, doing okay. And as far as Auburn and football, um, you know, I don't know. I'm kind. I guess I'm kind of. I don't want to say numb, but bowl games don't matter as much anymore. So I mean, I know the prestige is still there, more of like an outback bowl. But really, you know, at this point, just get more practice time is what it's about for this team. So. Um, you know, I'll be watching. I, I watch them anytime they play. So, and I won't remember it's the Birmingham Bowl once the game's on. So, kind of excited about it. I've heard about the new stadium. I haven't been there in Birmingham in a while, but uh, that'll be pretty cool. And, you know, we got some reasons to be excited. We'll talk about in a minute about some players that might see some playing time that hadn't in the past. Yeah. No, I think there's, there's going to be some, some players. I mean, we're already hearing about D Davis, who, you know, I think, best during the season was probably third uh kind of in the ranking of quarterbacks uh and he's apparently getting some good snaps which you know that's that's truly what's happening he's getting some second team reps in there that means he's you know surpassed grant loy and moved on up the stat you know the, the rankings there as far as quarterbacks go and that that gets me excited um especially since i mean we're, we're, we know bo's leaving um already left um and what that kind of means for the quarterback room is there's pretty much open competition now for you know TJ D Davis and, and then probably you know I've heard you know we're eyeing a, a guy you know there are multiple people in the transfer portal for quarterbacks so lots of you know quarterback conversation excited about that um and, and we'll probably talk about that a little bit later in this podcast as well but um we we right now I think we're we're feeling all right, but like I mean, really, it's, it's all about motivation. Like Jared, what's kind of your thought about where this team and where they might draw that motivation? And, you know, finishing six and six, they have a chance to get a winning record. Any other like things you think that might motivate them to to play better in this game? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the one cool thing is this team was, I mean, as bad as the record finished, they never quit. I mean, all the way to the end, 
I mean, 59th minute, you know, into the band. Well, you know, they went into four overtime. So um, they had multiple reasons to kind of, you know, slack off in the season and never did. So I just don't think they're going to do that in this game. I think it's going to be hard fault. Um, I think, you know, you can preach it, and that's all we can go off of with Harson. But he's about getting better every day. And, you know, um, I, I think his mentality is I don't care what the name of the bowl is. I don't care what game it is. I need to see improvement from you. And if that actually happens, then we could see some good things. That's motivation there, essentially where you're just you're practicing against your standard instead of, you know, just a bowl game. So, um, you know, outside of that, you mentioned D Davis. I think um, getting to see him, the fans are going to be excited. Who knows what we have in him, mm-hmm. but we do need to see that because we're going into next year and we don't know who the quarterback is. So um, a lot of things to look on, look at finishing the year seven and six, as crazy as it sounds, does seem to be a lot better than six and seven. So I think it's a big game. Yeah. He played well against Bama in the iron bowl, barely came up short against that one. And I mean, honestly, yeah, you lose the last four games and you have a potential to lose your fifth straight game. That that's you know pretty harsh. But you know, players and, and maybe more fans value, you know, the the win loss kind of streaks. But players are gonna play hard either way if you've got a good coach and it seems like Harson's kind of, you know, like you said, mentioning he he wants the guys every game to play their hearts out every week. Um doesn't matter the opponent, you gotta play hard. Um, and you know, if I'm looking at that, I think Auburn has a really good opponent in Houston. who's only lost two games and one of them is just to Cincinnati. who's in the playoffs. And then the other one is Texas tech, which honestly that loss was, looks pretty bad. They lost 38, 21 to them and Texas tech's not ranked. So, you know, that loss doesn't look great, but you, know, you probably could argue some of Auburn's losses have not looked that good. Um, so that that kind of makes me think we, we got we got some something to play for a little bit um now it's just a matter of how how do they come out and uh perform on that day um i do want to we we talked you know in previous seasons about you know gus Malzahn and his bowl record not like seemingly like the players you know his bowl record wasn't great how how do you think we we or harson flips the script on that I mean, how do you get your guys motivated? Is it what you're talking about? You know, kind of you you say, hey, this is one more game. It's a lot of practice. You know, put put your work into it and uh, you'll be rewarded. Is that the motivation, like to get the guys to play well? And, you know, like you said, kind of a seemingly insignificant uh, bowl game in the Birmingham Bowl. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the I mean, there's a lot of ways you can motivate guys. You motivate them with playing time. You motivate them with, you know, there's, you know, playing for Auburn, the name on the, you know, the front of your jersey. Um, but I, I think Harson's more of the mindset and Saban. He's not Saban, but, I mean, this is this is kind of what they do. It's what John Wooden did. John Wooden didn't even watch film of other teams. John Wooden was like, hey, look, I know the standard it is to win championships. He was the basketball coach at UCLA, won 11 of them. And he's like, we're going to play to this standard. I don't care who we're playing, what we're doing. This is what we're going to do. So I, I think that Harson is more of that mindset. Now we haven't seen it on the field yet, but I, I think well let me let me back up. I, I think you could argue that hey look, this team lost players, they were losing games, and they had every reason not to keep trying to reaching reach for that standard. And I and I think it's evident they did. So um I think we're on the right path there. I think that's that's how you flip the script. 
um, yeah, it's just a bowl game. But, um, you know, we're not playing a bowl game. We're playing to get better. And also, this is a little unique in the sense that we didn't really have tremendous expectations coming in. So it's not like a year where we thought we were going to be playing maybe in the playoff or SEC. Well, we did at one point. But well, we you got know how number that 12. goes. We got a number 12. But I think we all were still kind of like, ah, is that real? And so it wasn't like we have a huge letdown as a fan base where we were. I, I guess my point is there's been years where, you know, 2017, you lose in the SEC championship game and we were just down going into the Peach Bowl. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to happen here because there's not much to be down for. You need to try to go win this game to end with a winning record. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you're a player, I mean, this is all about, especially the young ones that, I mean, this is a lot of times bowl games like this is it's the young guns that we start to see, you know, starting to rise to the top. This is a great time for them to show out. I mean, it's essentially like a pre a day game where they get to show out and have some fun. Um, and, yeah, that's what I'm honestly hoping uh, we can come out and do that. Here's a couple fun stats for you. So um, Auburn and Houston have not faced each other since 1973. And uh, Auburn does lead the series five and one. Uh, so, you know, as far as historical context, you know, we got some some favor there. But, I mean, it's literally been since 1973 since we played them. So, yeah, it really doesn't matter. It's kind of up in the air there. Um, Auburn is favored by two and a half points. It opened up, I think, at three points, kind of lowered to two and a half points. Uh, so, you know, it's pretty much a toss-up. Um, but I do think one of the things that will give Auburn a little bit of an edge is it's in Birmingham, and there are a lot of Auburn fans in Birmingham or around that will attend this game. And uh, I think there's going to be, I don't know, if I had to guess, like 70 to 80% Auburn fans there. And then 5% Bama fans because, you know, Bama fans just can't help themselves. And then whatever, <laughs> the rest for Houston. So let me ask you a question. How do you score two and a half points? Because that would have been useful in the second overtime in the Bama game. Oh, that would have been brilliant. Yeah. I want to know that that secret too. We're favored by two and a half. Like if we could have put, like we scored on the two, if we could have scored on the two and a half point play, <laughs> we won the Iron Bowl. Yeah, no, that's so true. <laughs> so do some research on that and we'll get back to us. Yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll, I'll research that. Um, so, you know, we already mentioned it, Demetrius Davis kind of getting some extra stabs, snaps uh, in bowl practice, but Jared, I want to discuss like, how do you think we might use him in this bowl game? Uh, now, you know, Bobo's gone at offensive coordinator. It's now Harson uh, kind of probably running the, the game. Uh, he has more of his hands on the offense than he did even with Bobo. How do you think, you know, Harson and this offense is going to use Demetrius Davis? Uh, from an overall usage standpoint, I think it's going to be like, I don't think it's going to be gimmicky. I think it's going to say, Hey, you get a series or two, you know, go, mm. go run our offense. I don't think we're going to like put him out there just to do some, you know, zone reads or something. Um, you know, from a fit standpoint, I don't know. I mean, we don't really know what Harson runs. And you would think more pro style is what you need, and that's not really Davis. However, if Davis can make all the throws, it doesn't hurt to also be athletic. So, yeah, for real. I mean, really, it boils down to if he can make all the throws. And keep in mind, you know, uh, I don't know if people know this. Um, he broke, I believe it was Kyler Murray. He's from Houston, I believe. And he broke – Kyler Murray's high school records in Texas mm. uh, passing, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, he, it, 
he's he's a capable quarterback. He's not tall, but neither is Kyler Murray, neither is Russell Wilson. And Austin Davis is coming in, and he's coached Russell Wilson. So mm-hmm. when you're not tall, it's about making sure you you understand throwing lanes because um, you got to, you know, otherwise they'll knock the ball down. So I think we're going to give him a full package. Um, he's been here all year. He knows the offense if it's anything like what Bobo was running. So I, yeah. I think we're going to give him two or three series to go run it and see what he can do. I would love that because honestly, my, my first thought was I think they might just use him in a couple key scenarios because I, I'm thinking back to, you know, we used Malik Willis a couple of times where we'd say, all right, run the zone read and, you know, just see what happens. Uh, take it sometimes and hand the ball off sometimes. So, I mean, that was my first thought, only a couple of plays here and there. But I would absolutely love if we actually get one to two maybe scripted series with Demetrius Davis and see what he's really capable of. Um, you know, hey, this is, uh, you know, kind of his time to shine. I mean, really all we we as Auburn fans have kind of seen him, him is – I think just a day. Is that accurate? Yeah. I mean, he didn't even get any snaps this, this whole season up until the bowl game. So no. Yeah. And I think something people need to realize too, and I didn't know it either. Like, you know, it's hard for coaches. We we were hollering to bring him in. You can only get, you're having to prepare for games. You can only give so many quarterback snaps. So mm-hmm. Davis was third string. He was not getting a lot of snaps that coaches were actually watching. <laughs> yeah. So um, it was TJ and Bo. Well, now that, that's that now Davis is up in the number two role and he's getting a ton of snaps that all the coaches are watching. Yeah. So um, even if he goes out there and lights it up, I know fans are going to say, see, I told you, well, we didn't know, like, you know, they went with the two more veteran quarterbacks. Well, and and even I think I, I would personally argue after, you know, Bo gets injured and we put in TJ Finley, I, I would have been personally really shocked if we went with, Demetrius Davis just because TJ Finley has game experience as a starter at the division one level Demetrius Davis doesn't yet yeah you can't take Davis up to a road game South Carolina I know we lost it but they didn't know that I mean they got to go in with the best chance possible yeah you can't put Davis into that scenario oh no first you know your first start or you know significant play time no that that's just a recipe for disaster as a, a true freshman um so, I mean, it, we kind of already hit on this, but TJ Finley running the offense, I think he'll probably get a majority of the stats um, this game. And you know what? Uh, I think if we – I mean, we're going to have Tank Bigsby uh, back. I think we we probably might do a little bit more run um, type of offense. Um, and you know what? I I would not hate it. I would absolutely love that uh, to see Tank get, getting the ball a little bit more. Um. We we do not have for the bowl game, and this is a, I think was reported already. Uh, some of these players, uh, Roger McCreary, um, he's going to be preparing for the NFL. He's going to be going to the Senior Bowl. Uh, Zacoby McLean, uh, again preparing for the NFL, and he'll be doing the East West Shrine Bowl. Uh, Bradarius Ham, uh, he's also declaring for the NFL Draft and preparing for that. And then uh, we've got uh, potentially just Owen Papo not playing in the bowl game. But, uh, Jared, do you know any more about, you know, kind of where Owen Papoan is at with that? And, you know, it's it's kind of up in the air whether or not he'll play. Well, probably won't play. But what's your kind of your, your – uh, what you're hearing on him? Yeah, I mean, we you hear a lot of things and nobody knows and we won't know till game time. But the consensus I'm hearing now 
is that he probably won't play, but not because he's leaving Auburn or even going to the draft. I heard a report that he got an NFL grade of essentially, hey, come back one more year, put some more film on, you know, on uh, out there, and you could be a fringe number one pick. So I think the consensus is he's coming back, but he may not play the bowl game because honestly, those high ankle sprains, he's probably still not recovered from that. I mean, those mm-hmm. things are, it would have been better to just break it. Um, high ankle sprains, you really, you almost need about a, a, from my understanding, six month, you know, time frame to recover. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he's, he's only had what a month or two of, yeah, and he hadn't really, you know, he played two, he yeah. tried to go two games, so he hasn't really been recovering. I mean, you know, so, um, yeah, I think that uh, if it's iffy at all, I wouldn't play him. I mean, I know, look, we want to win this game, but um, if it comes down to, hey, you, you're going to lose this game, but you keep Owen, <laughs> I get a healthy Owen next mm-hmm. year. I don't know. That's, 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 that's tough. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, let's jump into the next segment, which is uh, players to watch for Auburn. Uh, we'll do offense, defense, special teams, kind of like we've done the rest of this uh, season. Uh, Jared, who are you going to be watching on offense for Auburn uh, in this uh, Birmingham Bowl? Um, I, I hope I don't steal your thunder because of who you just mentioned a few moments ago, but I'm, I'm going to go tank. I'm going to see, you know, we went away from him a good bit this year and times we shouldn't. So, um, and uh, I have no inside info, but I, I think that was part of the uh, saving conversation because he was potentially out the door. I think they may a commitment to him I'm like hey we're gonna we're gonna get get you more carries so you can highlight you know be the be the feature back here so um let's see if that starts on the 28th yeah yeah i i've uh i'm gonna definitely have my i mean i was already watching tank you know this whole season more or less um but i i yeah tank is definitely on up there especially with him coming back uh let's see how he does um and where his mindset is uh for a bowl game like this um, I mean, and if I think tanks a little bit off, we go with Jarquez and Jarquez Hunter you know, runs the ball. Um, but you know, I think tank, I mean, we all know tank, he comes out and he plays hard. Hey, Auburn fans. I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special here at the E2C network. We pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C network booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C network to join the E2C network booster club. You can also get there by going to our website, E2C network.com slash support. 
Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. The guy on offense I'm really watching, so the, keep, the guy I keep kind of going back to is Demetrius Robertson because I feel like you know he's had you know a couple moments here and there, um, but, I mean, this is his last game. And I want to see it, him ball out. Um, this is probably his last chance before, you know, he's probably going to at least try to go to the NFL. I don't think he has the capability to do so, but, you know, it'd be fun. It'd be a cool storyline if he does so. Um, let's jump to defense here. So, uh, Jared, who are you going to be watching on defense for Auburn? Uh, honestly, probably the secondary unit as a whole, because I think they've kind of relied on uh, Dimitri, or, uh, Roger McCrary and, now everybody's got to shift up one role, you know. Whoever was number two is now got to be the number one guy. So, um, kind of want to keep an eye on them as a unit, see how they respond. I mean, they're losing uh, by all accounts, uh, you know, potentially top 15 draft pick. So, um, let's see how they respond to that. Yeah. Yeah, that's – I think defense, you're you're getting some pretty big gaping holes in the secondary because they're, they're just not going to be playing. And it's it's not – our best secondary that we have put out this season. Um, and, and I'm kind of going along the same route for my player to watch. And it's actually going to be kind of like you players to watch on defense. And it's going to be the linebackers. And simply because, you know, two players we've already mentioned, Zacoby McLean and Owen Papo are probably not. I mean, Zacoby's definitely not, but Owen's probably not playing. And so we, we're going to have to go with some guys um, that are the second string behind him. Um, so, you know, the linebackers just see how they do. Um, because I mean it was pretty evident, you know, when we were missing both Sakobi and Owen, our our linebacker core uh had a pretty significant drop off. So I want to see how we, you know, we have a whole month to prepare for this. Um, how do we you know figure out what to do with our linebackers? All right. Let's finish out uh players to watch with our special teams. Uh Jared, who are you gonna be watching on special teams for Auburn? Um, I guess probably maybe um is it Javarius Johnson? Who's the receiver? He he took over punt return yeah. roles in the Alabama game and I, I didn't that was never announced. We just noticed it. So I'm guessing that's his new role. So let's see what he does and see how that, you know, carries over into, you know, twenty twenty two. Yeah, I mean that that was a little shocking to me um to kind of see him back there. Um because I, I he might have gotten one earlier this season, but you know, put him in a big game like the Iron Bowl and Javari's Johnson. I mean, he had a couple returns. Um one was a long 19-yarder, I think another was, you know, just a yard, but you know, put him in a big situation like that and you, you got to have some trust in him. He- He's my sleeper sneaky pick for maybe potentially busting out next year. I think that mm. – I mean, you saw it in that screen pass against Mississippi State. He just jogged past everybody. I mean, I think yeah. that we got to find ways to get him on some drag routes and slants because we got to have that guy that can take it to the house, um, you know, yards after catch. And so maybe the maybe the coaches saw that too and said, look, here's another way to get the ball in his hand, put him back by the return punts. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I – I've been a fan of him since he came on campus and seeing how explosive he is and how quick he is. I mean, you, you can't just, you can't help, but want to see more of him. 
So again, another another young gun that I think could potentially start start you know making his ascension in the depth chart um, in the wide receiver room, but you know special teams as well because you know special teams can be a key key role in uh, flipping games. Um, the guy I'll be watching is going to be Jerkless Hunter, and for the sole reason of kickoff returns, and I love them. So I want to see him return some big punt return or kickoff returns. Um, we've had some pretty decent kickoff returns this year and then some weird holding calls that may or may not have happened, but you know, sec refs are going to sec ref. So, yeah, that's my hope is, uh, we don't have sec refs in Birmingham. So Hmm. we will see. I doubt it because it's home central for Birmingham. Yeah. So we're probably getting sec refs. So yeah, forget what I just said. (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right, Jared, let's uh, kind of finish this uh, discussion up with the Birmingham Bowl and uh, talk about our score predictions for this game. Uh, Jared, who are you going to be watching? Uh, or not, who are you going to be watching? What do you think the score uh, is going to be for this game, and how do you kind of see it play out? Mm. Man, I really don't know. Um, usually I have a feel one way or the other. There's just so many missing pieces for us and maybe for them. I don't. I haven't kept up with them, but – um, it's hard to predict, predict against us unless we're playing a huge rival we've struggled against. So I'm going to pick Auburn and I'm probably going to say like 24 to 17. 24 17. Does that mean we win? We win. Yeah. Don't okay. even watch it. It's over. We win. I mean, it's like NCAA football on the PlayStation. Yeah. Like I just, you just know it's true. I just predicted it. There's no need to watch it. Yeah. No, no need. We win. Yes, sir. I wish that was the case for many games. That, that yeah. would have been nice. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like you said, I can see this game going a lot of different ways because we don't have Bobo as our offensive coordinator. And, you know, kind of the what I, I've been hearing about. So Harson had his hand in, you know, like most offensive-minded head coaches in the <laughs> game plan for offense. And – he kind of left the the rest of the say like the scripted plays were Harson. So you know, Harson would you know help out game plan that you know overall what are we doing, and then he kind of let Bobo do his thing. So this is where I mean if if you know Harson comes out and you know he has a different mentality about how to call plays, which I think he does, and, and even TJ Finley said something like uh, already. Harson's mentality is we need to go a little quicker than what Bobo was was doing. So there's going to be some changes that I, I don't think Houston's going to be ready for. Um, so I could see this game kind of going one of two ways. Like Auburn loses by you know, three points, but I could also see this game where we win by two field goals or two touchdowns. So it, it's going to – I think it kind of falls somewhere in that. Like we win by 14 or lose by three. And it just, yeah, I think it probably depends on how well our offense kind of puts things together. So I guess officially I'll say let's go with an easy 10.1, I think. Yeah, I'm feeling 10.1. Let's do that. I'll take it. I'll take any kind of win. <laughs> yeah, for real. All right. Had a couple of like quick, uh, small discussions that have, uh, you know, we've, we've discussed before in uh, previous podcasts this last week. Uh, but, you know, they've officially happened now. And we know what's going on with them. So I wanted to discuss them now. One with Bo Nix and the other with Austin Davis, who's our new offensive coordinator. So some people were talking about, you know, 
this may not be a place like in the SEC that you you might expect him to go. Um, and sure enough, he ends up transferring to Oregon, which I would not have predicted. And many people, you know, kind of, you know, didn't even consider him going to Oregon. Uh, so, you know, he's now at Oregon. And guess who Oregon opens up with, Jared? <laughs> <laughs> Georgia. Yeah. And, and you know, what, what pains me is uh, every time Bo Nix at Auburn has played Georgia, uh, Georgia has absolutely just ate up Bo Nix. I don't know if that's an offensive scheme thing or if it's a they figured out Bo. Um, but Bo hasn't had his best games. So, again, kind of, you know, that'll be an interesting to watch. If somehow Bo Nix can come out and beat Georgia first game next year, cool. That would hype me up so much, so much. Yeah, that's gonna be. I don't know where they play that game, but that's that's a that's a big one to open up with. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think it's also kind of you know interesting to mention about Bo. I mean, remember his first game uh, as an Auburn Tiger was against Oregon. Now you know he's headed there um, to Oregon. You know, he ended up that last minute pass to Seth Williams uh, won us the game. And, you know, got us all, you know, excited about Bo Nix and the capabilities he has as a quarterback. Uh, but, you know, it's always sad to see a player go, but I, I really do hope he, he plays well at Oregon. Um, and just for my sake, living in the state of Georgia, beats Georgia. Like, I really hope. Uh, that would be yeah. so beautiful. Yeah, I got I got nothing against Bo. Um, I got nothing against Oregon, really. So, yeah, I'll be pulling for them in that game. Yeah. Um, all right, let's, uh, talk about the, the last little, uh, topic I wanted to, um, kind of discuss with you is around let Austin. Throw, let me Davis. throw this out there before we get to the coach. Cause I think that'll be a good ending point. Uh-huh. Uh, we do, let's let everybody know that, uh, today, Sunday, we landed, uh, we got the, uh, commit from Jeffrey Emba. Yeah, the, that's right. The number one, not number one Juco position, the number one Juco player period um he committed he signed friday but he announced today and over in france um so that's a that's a big pickup and per 247 sports i think it moved us up to like number 13 in the rankings overall for people that they keep up with that yeah big thanos as as yeah even his twitter name is (laughs) yeah and we kind of talked last podcast like it was a done deal but it wasn't (laughs) we didn't know um so yeah but, now but signs official. were pointing towards auburn like yeah, pretty much no all signs were but now it's official it's official he he is coming to auburn yeah so i think again a big pickup in the transfer portal and i think auburn needs to hit the transfer portal uh pretty hard i mean it's pretty obvious where we need it and i think it's offensive line and then wide receivers um kind of getting both of those uh filled in uh before the end of the year and there's so many players out there now, I think the the issue might be, you know, from all I've heard, offensive line is going to be super hard to get. But you got to go out there and try. Um, at least land a you know, one or two of them that can be instant impact type offensive linemen. Yes, sir. All right. Let's talk about our offensive coordinator that is now officially official. Last time we were talking about this, it was you know pretty inevitable that it was going to happen. Um, but we now have Austin Davis as our offensive coordinator at Auburn. And uh, we have, you know, some pretty high accolades um, and, and praise from 
previous coaches and even the, you know, Russell Wilson, who he had coached um, at Seattle, which I think is, you know, pretty telling of, uh, you know, where he's at as far as, you know, you, you know, this guy is going to be uh, kind of a difference maker. Um, and, and I think the more we're hearing about him is he is just a well thought of guy. Um, he was kind of a backup quarterback in the NFL for a few years, um, had a phenomenal season or a phenomenal career. Um, was it at Southern Miss? Um, so lots of good things around him. Um, and, and you're kind of you know, getting really excited about the uh, potential of him you know, growing under Harson. Um, even when he's not going to be calling plays, it's probably going to be Harson. Um, so, you know, that, that gets me excited, but Jared, what's kind of your thoughts on Austin Davis and uh, where he's at? Um, yeah, there's not, you know, there's not a lot to go off of uh, from a coaching standpoint. I mean, the only thing I can rely on is, you know, Pete Carroll said that um, he's one of the bright young minds in football said that he's going to have a big impact, you know, at Auburn. These are comments made after, you know, he was hired, not, stuff they've said over the years um Pete Carroll had some positive things to say Russell Wilson had some positive things to say again after this hire not before this is like they've come out they didn't have to do this so for them to come out and say these things make it seem like these are legit um you know I think the thing that he brings that some of the other candidates we were looking at don't is hey listen you know I I know what it takes to be an NFL quarterback I was one and I've coached one of the better ones. So if you want to get to the NFL, come play at Auburn, I will show you how to get there. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's honestly, I mean, from all of the uh, marketing and, you know, even from the, what we did on signing day, this isn't just, you know, signing to, you know, play for Auburn. It's we're preparing you for the NFL. And I, I think, that speaks well to a lot of recruits, which, you know, one of the things I've definitely heard Austin Davis, one of the things that people are really excited about him is he uh, he's going to be a guy that we hired just to develop quarterbacks first off, because that's a very key position, but can go out and recruit the quarterbacks that are at the top level. Um, and like you said, for that same reason of he knows what it takes and can get the guys up to that level um, just because, you know, he was one. He was playing at a small college and went undrafted and knows what it takes to, you know, get even on a roster. So uh, I think that that kind of uh, makes me excited. About well, it. and if you don't if, – if you're like, okay, does coaching really matter that much? With the, yes. Look, at, I mean, our season wasn't much better. But if you don't think Bo, Bo Nix didn't improve tremendously from the previous two years, hmm. I mean, his footwork yeah. was better. He stayed in the pocket better. I mean, that was just, uh, you know, a short period of, of new coaching with Harson and Bobo. So if this guy has been working with NFL coach, I mean, uh, absolutely, especially with the quarterback position, there's so it's like a golf game, right? Like there's so many things that can go wrong. Um, and if any of them go wrong, your you know, your swing is off or your throws mm -hmm. off too. Like yeah. The footwork has to be correct. And this guy's going to be able to just train these guys. Now, can they go do it? Can they do it with 90,000 fans screaming at them? We won't know that. Yeah. They will be prepared going into that game. Right. And one of the things that I've also heard about Austin Davis is he, he knows how to simplify the game down for players. And, and I think that's 
honestly what makes or breaks a college quarterback a lot of times is can you simplify the game down for them and still run the offense? Um, because, you know, I think you could you know, easily do, you know, here's this play, throw it to this guy all the time on this play. But there's so much more to it than just like a simple thing. It's like, all right, let's read what the defense is doing. Simplify that down to this makes an easy decision for you. Every time you see this, do this. And that's what I'm hearing Austin Davis is really key at doing, which I think will translate to a college quarterback very, very well. Well, and one other thing, too, and this is all hypothetical. We have no proof, but he's going to bring NFL concepts with him. Are they going to work mm-hmm. with the players we have? I don't know. Are they going to work in college? I don't know. But he's going to bring concepts that non-NFL offensive or coordinators in other schools are not using. Um, I think Todd Munkin over at Georgia has brought some of that to them. He was an NFL guy, too, was not a coordinator until he took that job. So um, there's some things that they do in the NFL that they have not seen in college that the defense is not prepared for. And, you know, can you go execute? It's going to be the key. But there's going to bring some new concepts that we are that that college is not used to. Yeah, that, that's kind of the excitement. I mean, uh, there's there's a slow progression, obviously, to, you know, get more passing into games. But I think Austin Davis will be a key part of that um, for us is bringing some maybe some new concepts uh, into this and, you know, meshing with what Harson and, you know, maybe even Keysaw and what what Auburn wants to do as an offense. I think all of those kind of uh, pieces, I think it, it could turn out pretty good. Um, and it's, you know, up to Auburn and uh, the players to, to kind of perform. Uh, Jared, any other final thoughts before you get out of here? Um, no, just, uh, you know, excited about the 28th, see what we got, and then start the long off season of no football. But uh, we're not there yet. We got one more game. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, one more game, which always, uh, you know, I, I am a fanatic when it comes to Auburn football. I'm watching everything. Um, but, you know, it, it'll be fun because I think this might give us a taste. Um, I don't think we're going to see a drastic change in offense, but we might start to see some some different things, like maybe some more up-tempo type stuff now that Harson uh, is going to be more in charge of the offense um, instead of having Bobo. And, and maybe I'm just <laughs> – I went to college when – we were, when the you know, thing was Auburn fast, you know, no hurry up, no huddle. I mean, that's why we named this show No Huddle. I am very uh, in favor of that, but I understand there's times when you should do it and times not to. So I want to see kind of where we kind of fall in that uh, spectrum and maybe even this bowl game and get a flavor for you know, the 2022 offense. Jared, before we get out of here, how can the people stay in touch with you? Uh, you can just find me on Facebook under my name, Jared Davis. And uh, you can find me on Twitter, A-J-A-Y, J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, 
It's what we do. War Eagle.